But not everyone believes that biology is destiny. For many scientists, it's your experiences in life that count. Your upbringing, your education, your environment. Chief among these scientists is psychologist John Watson, who has a theory that is the A pigeon learned that pecking the disc produced a reward. Then the behavior of pecking could be studied in relation to how often that reward was offered. Or in Skinner's terms, what was the schedule of reinforcement? Ten things that what we call schedules of reinforcement. Reward, and you can schedule it so that the reward occurs every now and then when a pigeon does something. We usually use a response when a pigeon pecking the disc. Welcome back to Spit and Twitches, the Animal Cognition Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Broadbeck. It is season two, episode six, also known as episode 25, so quarter century. Um, look, I'm really excited about this. I've been trying to get this person, and I'm not saying she's been avoiding me, though people avoid me. I mean, I understand it. I, I avoid me. I don't like myself that much, but that's, I've told you too much. Um, I've been talking to Fiona Cross for a long time because uh, we know each other through CO3. And when I did season one back in 2015, 2016, I asked her to come on and she's, we, we never could figure it out. And also, you know, she lives in, on the other side of the world. She lives in New Zealand where up is down, left is right, where there's no COVID. Like, it's pretty great. Um, so anyway, it's Fiona Cross. I'm really excited. Uh, Fiona got her uh, BSc, uh, Honors BSc in psychology in two, from 2001. And then she began working uh, with spiders. Ooh. Uh, and then got her MSc uh, and her PhD uh, in 2003, uh, sorry, MSc in 2003, PhD in 2009 from, in zoology. These are all from the University of Canterbury at Christchurch, New Zealand, which I believe is on the Southern Island. I will ask. I'm pretty sure it is. Pretty sure it's in the South Island. That's the one that's uh, it's further south. Um, right. So, and after that, she's been... Um, working uh, at the International Center for Insect Physiology and Ecology in Kenya, which is kind of great. Uh, she's been there since 2010. Uh, her research interests include selective attention, working memory, uh, expectancy violations. We'll talk about all this kind of stuff, uh, about her work, of course, in, during the interview. Uh, and she's been doing this stuff for quite a while now and talking about it, uh, not only publishing stuff, she's got like 46 or something publications, which is a little, that's high. I'm just saying it's lots, more than I have. Um, and uh, if you've seen her talk at CO3, she's awesome. And this is going to just be a lot of fun. I hope that we talk. Uh, I know. I've written the questions in advance. Behind the fourth wall. I, when I say I hope we talk about this, we will talk about this. We're going to talk about her, not only her research, but we're going to, of course, talk about her uh, sort of SCICOM stuff, science communication. And Fiona's great with that. Um, we'll also be talking about something coming up called Arachnitober, like October, uh, coming up uh, in New Zealand. If you want to learn more about Fiona's work and about Fiona, uh, first I'll just read the work. It'll be posted, uh, a couple of articles, but I'll also have a link to her uh, website, uh, Dr. Spider, which is a great name, .net. It sounds like a, perhaps a Marvel, Marvel Extended Universe, right? Cinematic Universe, or maybe DC Extended Universe. I don't know anything about that stuff. Why am I talking about comic books? I don't know. Instead of worrying about hearing me talk about comic books and movies that I don't like, I just hope you enjoy my conversation with Fiona Cross. (laughs) 
Fiona, you are in my future. How are you? I I am. Greetings from New Zealand, Dave. It's yeah. really good to talk with you yeah, same tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> fly, fly, you guys got flying cars, right? Like it's totally flying cars now in New Zealand because it's the future. Oh, well, it is spring here, so you know. everything's everything's wrong, yeah. man. So now what city in New Zealand are you in? I'm in Christchurch, which is in the South Island. South Island. Island. Yes, I got yes. it right. Yeah. I, re- I recorded the intro this morning and I said, I think that's in the South Island. Yeah, I don't know a lot about New Zealand. I know there are Commonwealth brothers and sisters. Yes. Uh, and they could beat us at rugby, but we beat you guys at hockey, so it would be even. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. <laughs> you know that the, the New Zealand national ice hockey team does a haka before the, 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 the games? Oh. On ice, oh. on skates? Oh, I've never seen that, actually. They're not very good. Are they not? No, well, well, we're, it's like we're not very good at rugby. Oh. <laughs> so balances out. Uh, we play all our games on skates. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so it's I've got a, like a, a few friends. We had we had a student from New Zealand here up, up here at our university. We recruited her to play basketball. Um, and she was here for four years. And she was very surprised that I re- recognized she had a New Zealand accent and not an Australian accent. And I told, yeah, yeah. You know, the way yeah, you do that is when, you, you guys have just short vowels. Yeah, when I'm overseas, and if I've been overseas for a while, mm-hmm. it can be hard for even me to tell because, okay, yeah, it's just, I, I can tell that there is an accent I can hear mm-hmm. that sounds very familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so happy to hear something from that corner of the world. So gotcha. to me, it doesn't really matter yeah. whether the person is from Australia or New Zealand. Right. It's, but, it's Anzacs, right? Yeah. 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 It really matters, actually. <laughs> I was I was giving a talk at Oxford years ago, 96, and I was wearing a hockey sweater, Montreal Canadiens hockey sweater, because it's my favorite yeah. team. It was good luck sort of thing. I'm giving a talk at Oxford because I'm an idiot. So I wear a hockey jersey. <laughs> uh, and I'm walking down uh, or up actually some steps to the room I'm going to give a talk in. And I hear this guy across this big open atrium in the zoology building yell out in a very posh accent go habs go and the habs are the name of the montreal that's what people call montreal canadians long stories for their nickname and i turn around going wow we're really everywhere aren't we so yeah i kind of know what you mean it's like oh a little bit of home yeah, it's um, fantastic. yeah. so we got to know each other at co3 um Great. which you've been te- attending for a long time i was telling my wife before uh well at dinner which was of course when you were having breakfast but no, when you will be having breakfast because you're in the future. And I was saying that everybody likes going to your talks um, because you're very enthusiastic, but also the subject matter is pretty cool. Uh, and not a lot of people do spider cognition. Um, what okay. got you interested in spiders? Like I know your, your BSC is not, is in psychology, but it's not animal stuff, is it? Oh, well, Dave, it's like when, when I go to CO3, one of my favorite moments is when I'm sitting down to dinner and someone says to me, how did you get into spiders? <laughs> because they, they seem so enthusiastic and they yeah. want to know. Oh, yeah. And, and every time I'm like, okay, how long have you got? Because this is quite a story. <laughs> okay, well, we've got, uh, well, sun's just going down here, but we got time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still a bit of time before I have my lunch. So yeah, sounds no, good. We're all good. Um, okay, but, I guess the thing to point out is that I grew up, I'm from New Zealand. I grew up in the North Island. Mm -hmm. I loved animals, Mm -hmm. but I really didn't love spiders. 
And, and what happened was when I was five years old, I was quite scared of my teacher. And there was one day she showed us a picture of a venomous spider. She warned us about it. She said, don't go near this. And <laughs> I just remember seeing a picture of a spider with a right. red stripe down its abdomen. Sure. And I am not really sure before then if I really had an opinion on spiders. I, yeah, they were around. But from that moment, it's like, I mean, I was interested in insects and I would go around a backyard, I'd look for insects, but the very moment I would see a spider, I would freak out. I would just, in my mind's eye, that spider had a red stripe on its abdomen and it was going to hurt me. Right. And so I've just got this recollection of just, just getting into a panic and screaming <laughs> and running inside the house and hiding. Aww. So I really did not like spiders when hmm. I was a child. Well, that's, that's, that's almost a sad story. Yeah. So far. So far. Yeah. It's like, so I mean, I, I loved animals and I mean, I was very, very much into the arts. Like I, I wasn't particularly interested in science mm -hmm. as a child. Okay. I, I loved like writing stories, especially and reading and drawing pictures. And, mm -hmm. and I was interested in drama, just loved the arts, but not really science. And um, but it was later on, I was probably about 10 years old, when I guess it just sort of gradually dawned on me that no spider had actually hurt me. And, and in the meantime, it was like my mum was saying to me, um, why are you so scared of spiders? It, it, she was originally from Zambia. She okay. was born in Livingston, Zambia, right by the Victoria Falls. Okay. I've, I've never been there. It just sounds like this amazing place. Yeah. You're saying that she could hear the lions roaring at night. And, <laughs> yeah. And so spiders aren't nearly that big a thing when there's literal man-eating beasts outside. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. 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 And But the other thing about her was that when she was two years old, she nearly died of malaria. She was absolutely not expected to survive and her mother had to stay in the hospital with her and but she was given an an adult dosage of quinine yeah that got her through holy she, jumping she survived i mean obviously she'd survive because <laughs> yeah, you're here you know? yeah. I mean, hello yeah. i know, I know <laughs> so, that you live in the future but i mean it's not that advanced yeah, yeah. exactly so yeah I, so i've grown up with this background of learning about Africa and just the dangers of malaria and um, and being told when I was in Zambia, the spiders were the size of dinner plates. And I'm like, well, okay, that didn't really help me. You're not helping, Mom. This isn't really helping. Didn't fill my heart with confidence. <laughs> and so... I, but but what I can say is that I, I'm guessing it was about the time I was about 10 years old. 
I wasn't really freaking out about spiders so much, but I did not find them very interesting. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, they're just not. They're, they're spiders. What the hell could they be? Yeah, yeah. They hang hang out in webs. I mean, honestly, <laughs> what could they possibly do? That was interesting. Exactly. So, I, I, but I had, I surrounded my life with animals. I, I, lo- I kept pets. I just adored animals and, but not really interested in science. But by the time I was finishing high school, I was starting to take an interest in science. I was given some encouragement. That was really about the first time I became interested in science. The moment someone gave me some encouragement, it made all the difference, funnily enough. No, that's exactly the number of people that you hear who I've talked to, well, you're the 25th person I've talked to doing this uh, and the number of people, and it's especially um, young women who, you know, I don't want to go into a thing because I'm a guy talking about how systemic misogyny is and everything, but a lot of young women don't have confidence to begin with because of the way they're, the world is. And then, you know, especially with science and we have someone who just says, you know, you might be pretty good at this. It it actually means something. That's really cool to hear. It, It did. It really meant something to me. And what happened was by the time I left high school, my favorite subjects were chemistry classical studies and art history <laughs> nice nice did you so, did, so did you, do you speak latin you speak any latin ah uh, well scientific names like sure. Portia Africana Portia Africanus, yeah <laughs> and Ivaka yeah. Kilisabora oh, so that's pretty good now, I took yeah. latin for four years in high school I, and I, I have no idea really, why not very advanced knowledge in Latin, unfortunately. Yeah, I can, I can say the dog is standing on the table. Canis est in stat. Anyway. The classical studies was just, it was perfect for me because, yeah, it was getting me into the literature and I love the mythology and history, art history, theater, just loved it all. So when... I was sort of figuring out what to do at university. I was thinking, well, what do I do? Do I go down the scientific path or do I go down the arts path? Sure, sure. Um, I was sort of reminding myself of the the poem by Robert Frost going, you know, two roads, roads diverged in the yellow wood and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveller. And yeah. just thinking, yeah, which path do I go down? And so... I thought by this point, I was really very interested in animal behavior. Mm -hmm. This was what brought me to Christchurch to begin with, because I knew that I could study animal behavior in Christchurch. Mm -hmm. And I also thought South Island sounds pretty cool. I mean, I'd never been to the South Island before, and that sounded like an adventure. So, So I thought, why not just come and just see how I find it? And um, so I, in my first year, I did a bit of biology, a bit of psychology, and I did classical studies. And it turned out I actually really did not enjoy classical studies. And what's quite funny, I didn't enjoy biology either. And <laughs> <laughs> I, because what we were doing in biology was a lot of 
cell biology and a lot of physiology and I did not relate to it. Yeah, I like whole animals way better. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do more interesting things. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to know. Yeah, I, I was interested in, in what these animals do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really got interested in psychology. And when I think about it now, psychology really was quite a perfect fit for me right. because it was getting me into science, mm-hmm. but also it was sort of getting me also into my interests in the arts with yeah. human perception and cognition. Mm-hmm. It, I was relating to it. And so at the end of my first year, I thought, no, I won't continue in biology. Um, but I, w- I would do psychology. Right. And so I was doing a lot on perception and, uh, and cognition. It was mainly human focus. Sure. Yeah. Um, I was very much interested in topics like um, object recognition and visual attention. Mm-hmm. I was really getting into Andrewsman's feature integration theory and just all the all the good stuff oh that's good stuff yes for the yeah. people who of course no one sees the video i literally just clutched my heart when you when you mentioned yeah, it. I know. <laughs> such good stuff it's I such good feel stuff that moment, Dave. Oh, oh yeah it's such good stuff uh yeah. it's, it's it's funny and i i, I don't want to I just want to note that a lot of these things you were interested in when you learned about people, you, you do those things with spiders now. And that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, so you're in first year, you finished first year, you've gone into psych, like this is now your major. So what, what's, yeah. what, what, what's our next step? Okay. In my second year, I was doing mainly psych, but then it was like, ah, uh, I'm mainly doing psych and I would like to do something else. And and what was really hard was that the animal behavior course that I really wanted to do was Mm -hmm. in zoology and I needed to have done second year zoology in order to take this course. (laughs) And I went to see a course advisor and she said, well, why don't you just have a chat with the course coordinator anyway? Exactly. And so I very nervously knocked on this door and I went, heard, come in. And Dave, that was Professor Robert Jackson. Uh, Oh, there you go. So there you go. Yeah, beautiful. I I love it. I said to him, I was so nervous. I was saying, I would really like to do your animal behavior course, but I have not done second year zoology i am a psychology student and robert said i would love psychology students to take my course if anyone gives you a hard time you just tell them i said you could do it (laughs) it sounds like a man man after my own heart our animal animal behavior pro our course is in psychology and i get by and it always says you need the prerequisites intro psychology and 12 credits at the upper year level and people biology students come to my office and go um I didn't take intro. What are you doing? Biology? You ever taken evolutionary biology? Yes. Yeah, fine. You're in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly absolutely. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I, yeah. See, this is a cool, a cool person, a really supportive mentor can can take you and could like, and those are small things. And I'm sure for him at the time it was a small thing. He's like, yeah, sure, psychology. I'd love to have a psychology student. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, literally changed your life. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's like. 
I was just so incredibly happy. And I, I was like buying the textbook ahead of time so I could read it. I was so excited <laughs> to take animal behavior. That's so awesome. But what I did not know, Dave, yeah. was that Robert was the spider expert. Right. And I, I was like, when so spiders. Yeah. Uh, later that year, yeah. one of my friends was taking entomology. Mm-hmm. He was just really into it in a huge way and yeah. going out collecting insects. And, and one day yeah. I sort of glanced over his shoulder and I saw he was reading a paper on spiders and I could see that one of the authors was Robert Jackson. And I said, oh, I didn't know that Robert Jackson worked with spiders. And he said, oh, yes. And I, I said, well, what's so interesting about spiders? I mean, why would you work with spiders? And he said, you work with spiders because they're interesting. I said to my friend, no, they're not. <laughs> I'm going to clip all this together into a ringtone that I'm going to use. So I'm just, people call me and it's going to be you saying spiders aren't that interesting, just for fun. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah, I won't. I wouldn't do that. So anyway, this sort of, this, this like kind of puzzled me for a bit. But then, then the next year happened. Right. So I just sat there in, in Robert's class. He begins the class by saying, if you're interested in animals, then this is the course for you. And I just immediately felt at home. I thought, I've, I'm, I've been, now this is my third year at university. Right. I have found home. It was like, he was oh, just sorry. showing all these pictures of animals. I just, it was just the most wonderful feeling. And, and as, as he went through this course we began talking about spiders introduced us to Portia it just blew my mind I thought okay spiders are way more interesting than I could ever have imagined and I ended up doing pretty well in that course because I was so interested yeah yeah, 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 I would guess yeah (laughs) and it's like okay so the next year Robert went on study leave. He went over to Kenya. Okay. And so I did fourth year in both psychology and zoology. And what was quite funny, I did actually quite a bit better in zoology than I did in psychology that year. Yeah. I, I did a, an honors project mm-hmm. on Japanese quail. Oh, great. Sure. At, yeah. Looking at the effects of environmental enrichment seeing if that made them more curious in a novel environment. Okay. And uh, yeah, I didn't really, uh, you know, I have to say not so much into the quail. Um, and so, okay, well, but, but the thing was, the, one of the main reasons why I got into animal behavior to begin with was that I had originally thought that perhaps I could be like a pet therapist and help owners with pets that have behavioral problems and sure i've I've got i've got an old friend one of sarah shuttleworth's old students that was got her phd she's the phd student before me that that's what she does now yeah 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 Yeah. so that was kind of my feeling on this but then yeah it got to like the end of my fourth year i'm thinking okay what do i do now and 
Robert gets back from sabbatical. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in his office and he Mm -hmm. said to me, could he convince me to work with something with eight legs as opposed (laughs) to something with four legs or two legs? And I said to him, no, no, he couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's funny. And so he then began telling me what he'd done during that study leave, how he'd gone to Kenya and he was making discoveries about a jumping spider in Kenya that actually prefers to eat mosquitoes. And I went, oh, well, that's very interesting because (laughs) my mother was born in Zambia she nearly died of malaria when she was two years old. It's like he was going, really? You have this family connection with Africa? I you said, have to. yes. Grew up, you know, fully aware of the dangers of malaria. Now you're telling me you've made a discovery about a predator of an enemy. Yeah. And in the meantime, he'd brought some of these spiders back to New Zealand and we had quarantine lab he said well why don't you do a master's yeah yeah done fourth year it would only take another year to get a master's degree and Mm -hmm. yeah it would give me a good taste of what research is like and I thought okay and for some reason I left that office feeling like yes this is definitely what I should be doing and Within a few months, yeah. I was like spider, spider, spider. Now, <laughs> so I then you to... became the Fiona we all know. Yes. <laughs> now I have to say that because I I generally love animals, I only animal I have issues with a wild rats. But aside from wild yeah, rats, that's, that is completely fair. By the way, mine is a wasps, but yeah, I'm not not so keen on wasps either no but especially wild rats they sort of make my stomach turn yeah they're kind of vicious and evil and they carry rabies and stuff yeah they're seeing these sort of ratty tails sort of sort of ratty yeah all the rattiness and i'm fine with tame rats oh sure they're they're great they're wonderful pets yeah i I like them Mm -hmm. but wild rats no no that's fair um but aside from them yeah I think that I would be just as enthusiastic yeah. about most animals. Yeah, I think so too. Because, <laughs> yeah. No, I do. That's a, that's a compliment. I, I honestly think that because, you, I mean, everything I've ever, from the, the, the moment I met you, Rob Hampton inter- introduced us uh, because he had met you the year before. And oh. um, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, by the way, Hampton won't come on the podcast because he's a coward. Uh, oh, and, uh, yeah. Does he even tweet yet? No, no, he's used it like twice. He's he's a coward. Um, oh no, he's a horrible. Person. What are we gonna do, Dave? I don't know. I'm gonna. I, Mike Barron is 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 promised to make a few calls. Right. Uh, yeah. But yes. uh, yeah, when 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 he first introduced you, I mean, I immediately is like, oh, this person's really. You know, some people like right away they're like, oh, that's an intense person that might veer off the wrong way oh that's somebody who's just kind of a goof so that's what people think of me um <laughs> and then, so cool, oh it's very kind uh, and, and and often uh there's not a and this i'm not meant, meant trying doing this to sort of butter you up but 
I like seeing people who are really enthusiastic about the work because some people it's, it's just a job. Some people it's, this is a job, but it's fun. And other people are like, I can't believe this is my job. And that's, you. I know. <laughs> and I know. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's infectious. This is what I'm saying. Whenever people, when people, I was again, say to my wife uh, at dinner that when you are going to talk, a lot of people sort of come back to the, to the talks because it's like, Oh, Fiona's talking and she'll be having so much fun that even if I don't understand it, I'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's, what's this is great. Funny, what's quite funny to me is that when I do give those talks at CO3, mm-hmm. I have no idea how I'm coming across because and, I'm no, just, good. I'm just sharing the science to me. It's like, yeah. um, I, it always gives me joy to talk about spiders I, I do I get quite nervous like my I it's good that we don't have to hold a microphone during yeah. these talks because my my hands would shake <laughs> oh I know what you mean I mean people have often said to me uh, oh you're so relaxed and all that stuff and I say you know that's actually an act um I'm exceedingly nervous at the very beginning and I don't uh, even know what I'm saying for the first 90 seconds and my mouth's all dry and then I take a slug of water and then it's like, oh, I'm okay now. But uh, yeah, yeah you, you come across like the, enthousi- the enthusiasm of, oh, this is some stuff I found out and I can't wait to tell you how cool it is. And that's something that to me, uh, it's, it has a lot of people in our field like that, but there could always be more. And it's always nice seeing people mm-hmm. doing this. So like you, you become this, you go from being, uh, I'm afraid of spiders because my teacher said they're horrible yeah. to, and your mom saying they're not that bad. They're not that bad. And then you meet a prof who's like, you want to be my graduate student, um, <laughs> which is pretty great. I bet he's really proud of that too. Oh, he should be. I mean, that's great. Yeah. If The thing is, the number of times that, you know, I mean, and I've, I've had a few people over my career when I've said, have you ever thought about graduate school? And they, they look at me. I mean, there was one person who literally famously said, I don't know what that means. Oh, um, wow. You know, because not everybody oh. knows. Uh, yeah. It's the greatest I mean, thing in the world. One thing to point out is that uh, my parents didn't go to university. So, right. yeah, I'm first-generation university student. And mm-hmm. yeah, when I first went to university, <laughs> it's like, do I talk with people in the psychology department if I'm having some problems adjusting to life? Because they're psychologists. Yeah, no, I know. Believe me. Yeah. I, and again, it's similar because, I mean, I'm a first-generation student as well. And... Um, I think back to having similar things. Like, what do I do? How do I do things? Yeah. What's going on? It yeah. looks to me like everyone else here who knows what they're doing. Exactly. I what didn't I, have a clue. What am I doing here? I think <laughs> I'm supposed to be smart. I think I got. I did really well in high school. I'm probably yeah. supposed to be here, but I'm probably sure all these kids are smarter than I am. Um, yeah. And I've been yeah, thinking that for 56 that. years. I did. So. I, did. I, I went through that. Um, but yeah, I mean, one thing that, that I was thinking about mm-hmm. when, um, you know, just preparing for, you know, talking with you yeah, and, yeah. and thinking back to those early days as, you know, this, this young student in, in Robert's lab and, yeah. you know, this is really the first time I'm doing work relating to animal cognition. Right. And, um, and just thinking back on, those influences in the literature mm-hmm. and yeah there's people like al camel and <sighs> um sarah shuttleworth and and donald and patricia blau 
Yeah. And then there was also this person named Dave Brodbeck oh, come on. who wrote a paper on, oh, come on. on picture fragment completion. And I'm really and proud of that, that work and no one's read it. <laughs> that, that Dave, I, I was actually very much into that paper at the time. I'm, I'm not, I'm not okay. kidding you. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not kidding you. I so before we talk just now, mm-hmm. I went back to find this paper. Yeah. And I have to say, it just flooded back all these memories. Oh, of that's so cool. Excitement. Yeah, as this young student and just reading what you were saying in the introduction about search images and yeah. and your know, categorization of objects and 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 it was just sort of bringing back um you know these topics that I was getting really into and of course jumping spiders were just the ideal spiders for me because they can see so well right and their size right and so it was getting me into learning about um about these topics that I really cared about relating to visual attention I was really into search images and how could a spider form a search image for instance and yeah and so there were just um yeah all the yeah i, I was really That's excited to, to get back into into reading this paper again oh. and, and what is so lovely about me going to co3 is that i was getting to meet these people isn't it the greatest thing in the world <laughs> especially when you're from New Zealand. Of course, yes. And you get to travel all that way. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, this and is the thing, yes. I, the first, I'll tell you, the first conference I went to, I was sitting, uh, not the first, second. Um, I, I, I was sitting down with uh, uh, breakfast with Sarah and because and, and, she was my advisor and Al Camel was there. And she said, uh, Al, this is a student of mine, Dave Broadbeck. He really likes your 1987 paper. And I'm sitting there thinking, it's like I'm meeting a beetle right now. Like I was like really excited. It's like Paul McCartney's in front of me or something. I know. <laughs> but but what, what is so one thing that is really special to me yeah. about having met Al Camel yeah. was it must have been that that last time I'd mm-hmm. seen him at CO3. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like okay. We wagged part of CO3 to go to Merritt Island sure, because we really wanted to go and see manatees and alligators. Well, look, that's, that's part of why it's there. Yeah. I was just, I, I, it's something that I'm, it's a moment that I really treasure. It's like, I, I got to do that yeah. with this hero of mine. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's so great. I mean, um, and it, yeah, it, that's one of the things I love about it. And one of yeah. the things that, like I was saying, there's the, I think we're very lucky in our field that a lot of the people who are really, really, really well known um, mm-hmm. and also the people that aren't really, really well known and the people that are somewhere in the middle, almost everybody's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, there are yeah. people who I like less than other people, but there's no one who I want to, who I actively dislike, I'll say. Right. Uh, and there are people, and there's some of my best friends in the world who I've yeah. spent very short period, you know, Chris Sturdy is a guy that he's a very close friend of mine. And I doubt we've spent more than two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks of our lives together. Right. Uh, but we've known yeah. each other through things like this for so long. Um, I, I mean, yeah. really the, the people at CO3 yeah. are some of my favorite scientists in the whole world. Yeah. And totally. what, 
what, what I find so funny is that I'm not sure I have ever known popularity as much as when I'm at CO3. <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, you... <laughs> Well, one of the things that happens, of course, is like I said, it's it's a confluence of things, um, and part of it is the stuff that you you're, you're interested in. So you know, you, you've talked about things like uh, working memory and spiders, and people go, "Excuse me," and I mean, I was I, I've read some of your stuff, and like you're you're, you're talking about Baddeley's model of working memory, like yes. you're you're bringing in this human stuff, which I have a you mentioned that uh, ninety seven paper. I, I realized probably know from that a real sort of soft spot for that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, I, was, I was lucky enough to work in Intel Tolving's lab for a little while at U of T, so you know, it kind of rubs off on you. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's not me just name. That's not me name dropping. That's just that I, I, I know Indel Tolving and that's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's weird. Yeah. To know. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you talk about working memory, you've talked about this, uh, sort of numerical competency that spiders yeah. have. Um, these are things that people don't think spiders have, right? No, no, they don't. And, I mean, the thing is that when we were getting into looking at expectancy violation mm-hmm. with a spider, yeah. that hadn't been done with an arthropod. Yeah, I was going to say, that's mostly done in vertebrates, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, but I mean, we looking at um, Irene Pepperberg's mm-hmm. papers, and she was arguing that you can investigate expectancy violation with a wide range of animals, provided you tailor your methods appropriately yep. to the biology of the animal you're working with. Yep. And so, yeah, here we have this spider Porsche mm-hmm. that, yeah, it's a jumping spider. It can see well. Mm-hmm. It pref- we know it prefers to eat other spiders. I mean, gosh, does it prefer to eat other spiders? It's like, <laughs> it's a machine. Yeah. And we can tailor our experiments to see, like, does Porsche treat other you know, different species of spiders as though they are completely different prey? Yep. And it turns out that they do. Right. And, yeah, I was presenting this, this work at CO3, yeah. and, um, and someone said to me afterwards, but that doesn't really make sense because either way Porsche's encountering a spider and it prefers to eat spiders – but what needs to be pointed out is that other spiders mm. are potentially other predators. Of course. Yeah. They might eat Porsche yes. and the hunter might become the hunted. Uh-huh. And, um, and so Porsche does need to pay attention to the different spiders of encounters. Yeah. And it does actually treat yeah. different species as though they are different prey. Right. And that got us also into whether, whether Porsche does pay attention to the number of prey it encounters. And yeah. yeah. um, because, again, that matters because if Porsche encounters um, a particular number and then encounters fewer yeah. than what it had seen before, then it's like, where's the other spider? <sighs> Yeah. Is it lurking somewhere and yeah. is it about to eat me? Yeah, is this or, some ruse by these other spiders? Yeah. 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 Or if, if more spiders appear, it's like, well, are there others mm-hmm. that are lurking around somewhere and, yeah. and might might eat Porsche? So, you know, you know, we're sort of looking at what what gives Porsche surprises? And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. I, that's what expectancy violations are. It's funny. I, I, when I talk about this, and I teach this kind of stuff. And I, in fact, I, when I talk about 
learning in general, I always say that animals learn the most when they're the most surprised. When yes. when they're when the, the the outcome is so different than the than than what they expect, and mm. this is why. And I remember when, when I first heard you talk about this stuff about expectation. I thought at first I thought, oh come on, spiders don't expect <laughs> things because of course you've got this bias. You've worked with yeah. all these other species okay. that you can kind of look in their face and go, you know, you're a pigeon. But on some level we relate. I, yes. I, it's hard to do that with yes. a spider. Um, yeah. But, you know, then I thought to myself, wait a second, you're always telling your students that learning is about being surprised. So they learn things. So there must be the way they represent their umwelt, the way they represent the world is so mm. different than mine that I shouldn't try to imagine it. And that's what I was doing. Um, but yeah, yes. so of course they, can, they should be able to do ex expectation violations. Yeah. And, and one thing that, that often happens at CO3 is that, I'll, yeah, I'll be there and Robert might be in Kenya. And so I'll be emailing him updates on all the really cool people who I've seen. And, the, and, and one thing that I so much wish is that I could package the comments that people make yeah. at CO3 about the spider work and just give them to Robert. Because what happens is when we're in Kenya, yeah. We're just in this little corner of the world. It's very yeah. quiet. Mm -hmm. And we're just getting on with the work. Yeah. And it's almost like you don't realize that other people are noticing what you do. And yeah. to be at CO3, yeah. and, and I'll email Robert and I'll say, Robert, I'm having difficulty with walking right now because I'll try to walk into a room and people are stopping me and they're telling me, I really enjoyed your talk. And then they'll want to talk with me for a while. Yeah. And then I, I'll say, that's really lovely. And then I'll, I'll walk a few more steps and then someone else approaches me. And, and, so, uh, and so I have to tell Robert all the really exciting things that are happening at CO3. And <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's so it's one of these things and it must be even more so when someone for someone who works with you know i guess we could call it a non-traditional species i mean I, i've done yes. work with little birds and stuff and it was kind of yeah. like that 30 years ago when i god i'm old when i was doing that kind of stuff where you know everybody else was doing rats and pigeons and, and people yes. go you work with the with the food storing birds right it's like yeah yes i do i'm the cool yeah. 25 year old graduate student wearing motorcycle boots with chains hanging off them for this is the style um <laughs> It was 1990. <laughs> that was cool. But, uh, oh, <laughs> but awesome. yeah, yeah. And I did, did. anyway, it's a long story. Uh, I had this idea. I, I'm pretty sure I thought I was Bono anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, but the thing is that's nothing compared to working with spiders. Right. So you don't even know, I think, except when you get reviews for, of papers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I doubt you even know that though you find out, when you go to CO3 and that stuff, that, yeah. oh, people really are reading this stuff and paying attention and they think the stuff's good. Um, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I've, I've had the experience, but not nearly, I don't think, I'm not, I know, not on the same level. Um, the expectation stuff, like I said, it never surprised me. The thing that gets me more is this idea that they're kind of, I just said, kind of, kind of counting, or they're showing some numerical competence. I don't know if I want to use the word counting. Um, would you use the word counting? Um, well, what we're seeing with Portia is that the particular number of prey does matter to yes. the spider. Yes. I mean, if we 
keep the number the same, but for instance, change the size of the prey, mm -hmm. we don't see evidence of expectancy violation. So it does seem okay. that Porsche is paying attention to- There's the answer. Number. I mean, they're paying attention to number, but yes. like I said, I I remember- but like, are they, you think they're counting? Like, I don't know why I'm harping on this. They're not going one, two, yeah, they're not going, I, I count up to eight because I've got eight legs. That's right. I also don't know this spiders work on a base eight mathematics. Um, like, if, like compared with an insect, insects only have six legs. Uh, insects are losers. They're just prey items. Um, <laughs> see, this is the thing that, and I think, and I've seen this happen when you've spoken, when people say, what I just said, which is, yeah, but they can't, but yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> Cause I've seen that happen more than once when people, some, and I mean, it's always well-meaning. Like I said, there's very few people that are jerks in, in, in our area. That they come to see at least. So you don't see a lot of people being well jerks, but the mm. nice thing is that a lot of times people, and I've seen, not to say a lot, I've seen people talk themselves into, into pulling their question when they say, no, but they can't be, but also, and then, Okay. <laughs> I've seen that happen more than once with you, which I, I, that's the best thing ever. It's like, well, you answered your own question. Uh, we can yeah. move on. Um, yep. <laughs> so when you, when you do this kind of stuff, and I know you do a lot of sort of science communication stuff yeah. too. In fact, uh, I uh, think that's, you know, one of the things that I think is pretty cool about your work is you, you do with the hardcore science, but you're also telling people, and you're telling people about it in, in, at professional meetings, you're publishing articles, but you're also telling people about it out in the world. Um, what are, what's the biggest misconception people do, who you talk to have about spider? And you've been, look, I, I'm not going to list all of them. People can look on the website, but it's like every newspaper in the world has had Fiona in it. Literally all of them. I, I may be exaggerating a touch. So, <laughs> when, you, so when, you, when you talk to the general public, like what are they seeing about spiders that you go, no, that's wrong. Not, you don't speak condescendingly like I do. So yeah. you happily say, no, that's actually wrong. Um. I'd say the biggest thing mm -hmm. is that people think that spiders are out to get them. <laughs> now, of course, that is what I used to think. Yeah, of course. So, so you're very sympathetic, it's, right? It's very easy for me to go to that level mm -hmm. and talk with people about it. Yeah. Um, no, spiders don't um, chase you. They. <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. People think spiders are chasing them? Some okay. people do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some okay. people do, okay. um, or some people will will just say as a fact, I got bitten by a spider, okay, and it'll be okay. Um, did you see the spider? <laughs> I mean, in in New Zealand, we've got these white-tailed spiders that, um, and, and people go, oh, I got bitten by a white-tail, and okay, okay, did you see the spider? No, but we have them around our house. Okay, chances are you didn't get bitten by a white tail. Okay. Um, if you got bitten by a white tail, you would feel it for one thing. <laughs> um, the other thing is that um, spider bites um, can get misdiagnosed. Um, a doctor can say it, it's a spider bite, but they might be just looking for a reason to give to their patient. Yes, and exactly. yeah. So, I mean, there's all sorts of reasons why a person may have a, a skin problem. Yes. Um, and chances are 
It's probably not a spider. It's probably not a spider. Huh. Um, and I mean, I've, I mean, I've been working with spiders for quite some time now. Yeah. I have never been bitten by a spider. Yeah, and I, mean, I, I mean, I've seen videos of you like you you don't mess around like you're holding spiders. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't even bother me now. I don't even think about it. So you don't I'm even like, like flinch a little bit when they move funny or anything like that because you because you, you know you know. From what I understand, you're an expert in their behavior. So you probably know that they're not going to hurt you. Um, So people are, people think that spiders are aggressive and nasty and horrible animals. Um, And you, I know, I know part of what you've done in your sort of psychom work is looking at how can you get people to not think like that? And when they catch a spider in their house, though, unless it's a house spider, you you put that outside, it's going to die. Right. If it's in the winter, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but basically, don't kill it. Put it outside. You know that kind of just little yeah. small things, right? Um, little things, yeah. yeah. I mean, even um, like one thing I'll tell people is, yeah, if if you've got like a good sized glass jar, right, and you know it gives you some separation with the spider. Yeah. But it gives you that sense of control of the situation. Yeah, that's true. And that can really help to liberate some people. Right. That, you know, that if they know what to do, yeah. and if they can feel like they're in control of the situation. Yeah, yeah totally, right? Helpful, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. One of the things that you're, you've also, as I've mentioned, you know, you're doing psychom stuff, but you do a sort of a lot of outreach with things like with kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, and well, all ages, because most kids aren't reading some of these newspapers you're mentioned in (laughs) or odd little children that are, but that's, I was one of those odd little boys reading the paper at five and yelling, (laughs) yelling at the editorials about damn it. The Americans should pull out of Vietnam. Seriously. I was a weird, I was a weird little boy. Um, (laughs) I can turn anything into a story about it's a a quality I have. (laughs) (laughs) Not not really. It isn't. Um, I, I have to try to control it. So when you do this outreach work, what's the biggest challenge of, of talking about, you know, something like something people are pretty scared of? So what's the biggest challenge that you have to overcome when you're talking to people about with doing the kind of outreach work you do? Um, probably the immediate wall that people put up. You just say the word spider and it's like, Ugh. <laughs> and then it's like, OK, um, right. but yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I. I'm never always fully aware of how I come across, but I, I just like, I just feel like if I just show some joy yeah. of spiders, yeah. then hopefully that yeah. can somehow rub off on people. Oh, it does. <laughs> and hopefully, it does. <laughs> or at the very, very least, mm-hmm. it leaves people with a lingering thought that, you know, someone in the world actually likes spiders maybe they're not as bad after all. Right, right. And, you know, you don't sort of know what seeds you're planting by, by doing that kind of thing. It's, that's, so. Yeah, that's, that's, it's funny how that kind of thing um, can really, you know, uh, saying something to say a kid or a teenager, you know, um, or perhaps a university undergraduate being told, you want to be my graduate student? Um, can really change people's lives and change their perspectives on things. Um, And I think that's, you know, looking at the biodiversity of the planet and how it's 
going in the wrong direction and maybe we can make our own small change, you know, and maybe it is just not killing the spider, things like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing that, that I really loved was at the end of one of, of those videos, I say, there is so much around the world that is of interest. Yeah. And so that immediately breaks barriers. Totally. I was so glad that that was at the end of one of those videos because, you know, it, yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. if you're not so much interested in spiders or, um, but you can care about the world. It, it's it kind of like telling people, you, you know, it's almost like saying to people, look, I know not everybody's interested in spiders, but there's something for everybody. And just exactly. because a lot of people don't like it doesn't make it bad. And I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a hell of a message, say, for a kid to hear. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, it really is. I mean, it's an amazing thing for a kid to hear. Don't worry, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, or it's cool to be different, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a really important Absolutely. thing. Um, one of the things you, you mentioned here in, uh, behind the, the, the fourth wall, everybody, uh, I set up a shared Google Doc and I edit it with the guest, with some guests, other guests just ignore it. Um, oh. <laughs> you, you, Mike Barron, but, uh, <laughs> uh, so you, you mentioned Why? here, oh, Mike, you know, Mike provided some great stuff and a nice little bio it was all great. He just didn't. That was a fantastic talk. I really enjoyed it. Oh, uh, thank you. We had, we always have fun. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, Mike and I usually, when we're talking, um, it's, it's over glasses of brown liquor. So it was interesting that we weren't oh. doing that at that time. Oh, you were? Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. We were, we weren't drinking then. That was, that was new. Okay. <laughs> it's a little, little early. Um, okay. So one of the things you've mentioned here is uh, Arachtober. Tell me a little bit about that. Cause that just yeah. sounds fascinating. Yeah. Well, well that began in, I think about over 10 years ago, these, couple of people wanted to sort of take the the focus away from spiders being scary creatures you right. know you're getting into October and people are thinking about Halloween and giving people frights yes. but it's like what's something good at, they can share about spiders and so they began sharing photos with each other and over time more and more people got involved right. and I'd say there's probably hundreds of us now, even thousands of us, every October, we just flood the internet with photos and videos and just sharing facts about spiders and just wanting to share the joy of these creatures to the world. And so, you know, as part of my Arachtober preparations this year, hopefully, you know, hopefully I will be going to six of the public libraries around Christchurch sharing about spiders and just with the with the kids and just saying you know we're going to if it can go ahead because I mean we've we've just been in lockdown so I don't know yeah I've got my fingers crossed like hopefully yeah yeah um you know we'll be sharing stories and I'll be um, I'll be talking about my time in Africa and just to, um, and just getting the kids to do crafts and oh, beautiful getting them to do quizzes and just just to right. just to have these fun activities about yeah. spiders 
little, le- yeah, little less chance of being frightened, right? And, and then maybe, you know, they, you can open up somebody's mind and their, 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 well, I guess mind's the right word. Why was I searching for another one? About something that may, they may become interested in later. And, you know, yeah. they could be the next Dr. Spider, right? Um, which is yeah, it, uh, cool. It's like associating spiders with something that's fun to do. Right. It really, that is what I really, really want to do. Yeah. Just something for the community matters so much to me. And and I've actually been, I've been asking the library for ages, can I do something on spiders? And, <laughs> and it was only in the last year when I, I met someone in the library and she said, you should do something for the library. And I go, yay, <laughs> like, finally. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been... Great making preparations and that's great that will be part of my Arachtober that's 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 super and I hope it goes ahead uh yeah I really do because it it sounds wonderful if it doesn't we will do this another time right we will right it will happen eventually will happen it It will yeah um before we wrap up uh and I, I swear I could talk forever but at some point. Oh, this has been wonderful. So at some point we have to stop it. This is so good. Yeah. Um, before we get going, um, is there any, um, any thought you got a October coming up? Is there anything else that you have going on that you would like to plug as they usually say on TV, talk show, chat shows? Oh, well, at the moment, I, yeah, I'm generally interested in all things science communication. I mean, I would love to write for kids, for instance, and hopefully one of these days I will have some good news in that department. Okay. Um, but yeah, so people can follow me on social media. Yep. Um, it, it's very convenient that, um, that, that I can be found as Dr. Spider NZ or NZ, depending on where you live. I'm Canadian, um, you're New Zealander, just say NZ, it's cool. NZ, <laughs> yeah, go. that's where I'm from. Exactly. So Dr. Spider NZ, or you can find me on my website, drspider.net. Great website, by the way, everybody. Check it out. There'll Thank be a link you. in the show notes. Okay. And, but if, if you can't remember any of that, you can just Google Fiona Spiders um and i i did that one day i was quite disturbed how how very easy it is to find me on the internet that i am the most famous fiona (laughs) spiders in the world so yes you are that's great look at that first one two three four five six seven eight nine ten okay the whole first page of searches i'm getting on google are you oh so that's pretty good I, yeah. I, I, that's that's good that's stuff. Okay. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Outstanding, outstanding. Um, yeah. It's been really fun talking to you. But I should oh, mention, I of course, that if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at D Broadbeck. If you're interested in other podcasts I do, how about retro television before 1989? Go to ever.com And how, what if you like the TV show Mad Men, my favorite TV show? You want to hear me and an English professor talk about it? I've watched it 21 times. He's on his first first watch through, and he's teaching me things like grammatic irony, things I didn't know about. You can find that at SCDS Podcast. Sterling Cooper, David Steve, come out every Friday. On that note, first of all, Fiona, this has been great. Secondly, I can't believe anybody read Broadback 1997. So thank you. Um, it's really, seriously, it's, it touches me that anybody read it. Um, I wanted to give you that surprise. It's so nice because literally I, um, 
It's been cited like eight times. I have, and I, I'm literally the most proud of that thing that I'm in anything else. But not everyone believes that biology um, is destined. But uh, just thanks so much. For, for many this. scientists, it's your oh. experiences in life that count. Your upbringing, your education, your environment. Chief among these scientists is psychologist John Watson who offers a theory that is the mirror opposite of eugenics. Pigeon learned that pecking the disc produced a reward. Then the behavior of pecking could be studied in relation to how often that reward was offered. Or in Skinner's terms, what was the schedule of reinforcement? The main thing is what, what we call schedules of reinforcement. Reinforcement is what the layman calls reward, and you can schedule it uh, so that a reward occurs every now and then when a pigeon does something. We usually use a response with a pigeon pecking a little disc, a little spot in the wall, and you can reinforce with food, but you don't reinforce every time, you're every, perhaps every tenth time, or perhaps only once every minute or something like that. There are a very large number of, of schedules, and they have their uh, special effects. the same genome and so they would try to we are a, a clone if you want and, and we try to help our um, gametes to go into the next generation in this case is a conflicting system and um, for that reason this is very interesting this is a parasite and this is um, one of the many hosts that is feeding this baby which doesn't look at all like the like the host and nevertheless they manage to use precise trickery to make them do what they want. 